Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show and this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Today I'm really enthused to have on the show Dr. Oliver Keown. Dr. Oliver Keown is a healthcare and life sciences investor, done a lot of interesting stuff in his space. I'm not going to steal his thunder. Welcome to the show, Oliver. Hi, thanks. Um, great to be on. Well, great for you to make time. I'm glad to have you on. And I, I'm always fascinated by origin stories. Uh, tell us a little bit about the series of events that have led you to become the person that you are, or just, you know, tell us your origin story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I suppose kind of going quite far back. Well, I'm from the UK originally, um, from Scotland. Going, going way back, um, I always wanted to be in healthcare, I always wanted to be a doctor from actually when I was a kid. Um, but I, I was really keen uh, to kind of pair that in some way with being a businessman. I think I put, you know, being an entrepreneur on a, on a pedestal as a child as well as being a doctor. So I really, from a young age, was trying to find a way to, to marry the two. And ultimately, I've, I've had a few kind of pivots along the way. I've, I'm really the, the, the product of uh, exposure to kind of science, clinical practice, policy, and most recently in venture capital that I I do today, but um, I, I started off in, in science, um, doing some pharma research while uh, a medical student at Edinburgh. I, uh, I spent a few years um, practicing as a doctor, um, being exposed to a bunch of clinical disciplines, getting involved in the world of startups uh, after that. Um, and then I, I had a real kind of change, uh, kind of shift gear in, in, in the career when I had an opportunity to go work for a leading academic and, and policy maker uh, in the world of policy and, and digital technology and spent three and a half years really working for this figure across the worlds of uh, kind of quality and safety and policy, medical and surgical robotics and tech, and really exposed me to a lot of uh, kind of ideas around value and how to scale and kind of look at healthcare from a systems level. And I think that that world would actually expose me to, to venture capital really kind of ignited my my passion for how to how to impact healthcare at scale at a different kind of scale and and VC has been an amazing world I, I jumped over to California a couple of years ago and GE Ventures and now I get to kind of geek out on science and technology but also think about healthcare from the kind of enormity of the market and the policy levers that really drive some of the key trends um, and get to work across you know medtech and healthcare IT and devices and life sciences and um, and so, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm the product of those those different experiences, but but throughout, I've been really passionate about uh, having an impact, you know, at scale in, in healthcare. I love it. I love it, Oliver. You've you've seen a lot. You've done a lot from robotics to AI. You've seen so many different topics. And so, I, well, first of all, I appreciate your your background and the skill sets you've acquired along the way, combined with your passions and focusing in a, in a really interesting time right now. Um, you know, it feels like we're living like Big Hero 6, like the, the movie, right? This intersection of AI, robotics, uh, applied to healthcare. Um, you know, you've got other new profound things happening in the world, genomics, CRISPR, um, you know, opportunities yeah. to have like true alchemy with human biology, right? And most importantly, you know, feels like we can not eradicate disease, but we're, we're looking at, we're going that direction, right? So you see a lot. What's one thing that really has you fascinated today in healthcare and why? So 
there's so much. It's, it's hard to drill it down mm-hmm. for one. Um, one area, and it's, you know, I, I'm so excited about, as you say, convergence of biology and engineering and uh, kind of data and, and all the kind of exciting future uh, kind of innovation we're going to have around curative gene editing and, and the likes. But I, I think for me, a really exciting area, and, and maybe this is slightly important from my experience in, in the UK and NHS, is, is around the social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not typically the most you know sexy topic in, in the world of VC and, and tech, but I, I think it's really at an inflection point, uh, to use the buzzword, um, where we've got this system of value that's increasingly dominant here in the US, and, and we're getting a kind of broader recognition that the outcomes of healthcare and the cost are, are, are largely determined by things outside of the healthcare system, um, be it education, be it transport, access, be it um, employment and, and all these things. And there's an entire universe of uh, providers of, of care and services that, that work in the not-for-profit world or, you know, the kind of minimally reimbursed worlds that are um, really driving impact in, in different communities, although incredibly um, kind of variable across the country. Um, and I think we're at a point where we have tools and solutions and, and kind of data that can really finally connect a lot of those services in, into the healthcare system. And I, I'm personally really excited by that. I think one of one of the biggest challenges in, in the US healthcare system is, you know, crazy cost and, uh, and, and and we're finally at a point where there's marketplaces and platforms uh, that can connect social uh, determinants of health mm-hmm. to to how care is delivered so that that's one area that, that I'm, I'm super excited about um i think you know underpinning a lot of that uh, and and kind of writ large is as you said kind of the, the world of ai and uh, and how that's really being utilized to to understand Populations to segment populations um, in in new ways and really allow us to provision healthcare, be it social determinant care, be it uh, you know traditional healthcare services, be it preventative measures um, to, to, to patients and the data sets that are underpinning those those tools like you know innovations in genomic information and the kind of mass testing that we're seeing um, or um, or, or, or kind of other data sets that, that, that we're requiring from wearables and sensors and uh, real-world evidence uh, is, um, is, is powerful stuff. So lots, lots to be excited about. Um, but I, I think uh, for, for, for me, it's, it's kind of scaling what we already do and know well um, in a more kind of uh, sustained and uh, kind of quality way. I think it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean... You know, with social determinants of health, it's so it's so vast. It's it's starting to be emerged to the top a lot more. What are like what are some innovations? I don't know if you guys are investing in anything specific at, at GE Ventures on on social determinants of health, but what are some solutions out there? Um, I like to always talk about social determinants of health of like SDOH in action. What are some examples of some, some yeah. things that are happening out there? I know there's some companies out there like Healthify. There's really good directory of services that are like the Googles for social determinants of health, depending on where you live in the world, like on Bertha, interesting naming yep. company, but tell yeah. us a little bit more in a, in a, in a, give us a little bit more uh, dirt version of SDOH in action. Yeah. So I, I see it as like, there's, there's kind of two paths trying to tackle this uh, in, 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 in slightly different ways, but, but kind of working towards 
the same. Um, so you've got your Helpifies, your NowPows, your Amperfuzz, these groups that are building expertise and, and marketplaces and tools that can really connect into that world of services and community-based organizations that, that deliver some of the care out, mm-hmm. out with the healthcare system. And they're really bridging the gap between um, care managers or case managers on the payer side or the provider side um, with those services. And, you know, I think today it's, it's, it's that first wave of really joining the dots, making it easier for patients to kind of access those services. Um, and over time, I think that's really going to involve into capturing the impact and the outcomes of those uh, kind of transitions into these services and understanding where value can be uh, achieved. And I think the the kind of health economics studies that are going to be powered by some of those platforms will be super interesting because we'll see, you know, where where should uh, kind of social dollars be spent uh, to really have an impact on on care. And I think they'll Mm -hmm. they'll achieve that. The, the, The other end of the spectrum um, which I think is, is, is equally exciting is, is more of the kind of data data driven approach, um, and uh, I say kind of working with providers or payers where there's a kind of at risk component, and where they're trying to really understand the specific needs of a population and using data and um, to really bubble up what are the key concerns or the key services that might power uh, some kind of social intervention that a payer or provider can fund to have the most bang for your buck. And you've got companies like Socially Determined and uh, Remedy Health and and, and a bunch of others that are kind of taking that approach where it's understanding the needs of a population and then partnering with those systems to drive um, a particular service or solution uh, to to, to achieve um, change. And I think both both approaches... um, you know, are are, 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 are are super interesting and and ultimately leading towards a, a kind of world where there is that interconnectivity and uh, there is the data to, you know, back up the fact that these, um, you know, the investing in housing like Kaiser Permanente is doing uh, for, for, for um, kind of low-income people or those that have accommodation issues actually, you know, improves healthcare, um, which is, I think, really exciting. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thank you for that that breakdown. That 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 gives a really good framework. It's like a, you know these are really good bite sized more morsels. I think for list, our listeners that run a lot of healthcare organizations to kind of you know start provoking their their thinking in the next the next wave, right? And so once you get hit yeah. with the concept, like oh man, I get it. Like people's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like people's basic needs, and some of these things like. People don't wake up every morning and be like, yeah, you know, yawn and <laughs> eat their bowl of cereal and be like, oh man, I'm going to be, you know, financially stressed and I'm going to not have access to food and not have access to, you know, some of these things you're kind of like waking up into, you know, depending on the time yeah. horizon. Um, but and, it's, and it's I fascinating, add, right? You know? Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I should add, you know, th- those two ends of the spectrum are, are, are not necessarily exhaustive and there's plenty of players looking at more in the kind of, the verticals of a given, you know, determinant that they can impact the, the Ubers and the lifts and the, the kind of emergency transports or, you know, food innovation and nutrition um, and, and ways to prescribe, you know, healthier healthier meals to those that, 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 that can't, uh, can't necessarily afford it. You know, there, there's lots of ways to, 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 to kind of break the landscape down, but, um, but, mm-hmm. it, but it's exciting. As you say, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of money going into this space and the, the business models are, are finally aligned in this kind of value-based world. Um, 
I love it. I love it. Uh, I mean, I guess along those lines, right? Value-based world, right? We're getting there. It's coming soon. It'll be here. And then we're in a value-based world. And, you know, most of the pessimistic world won't have a lot of opportunity to say healthcare is broken, right? Because we're in a value-based world. But I guess, you know, assuming we're marching towards these directions, um, tell me uh, tell me about the future of health according to Oliver. What does it look like? <laughs> tell me that optimistic future. Um, are we all flying around in silver surfer bodies in the next hundred years, a thousand years? Or are we, um, is disease eradicated? Or maybe it's just a vision that you have in like five years from now that's a little bit more um, grounded. But anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to taint your answer here, but yeah. tell me, tell me the future, the way you see it when it comes to health. So I think that the kind of, the, the interface between technology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh, I might have lost your audio there, Oliver. Oh, just the good part I lost a little bit there. Can you hear me okay? So that's a great question. I'm I'm super excited about all the things you mentioned at the outset of of, of of the podcast. You know, the convergence of technology and biology and uh, the interfaces that are going to power. I think you know, human performance are are incredibly exciting, um, and I think will be um, you know really fun, cool technologies that will drive great outcomes and, and including synthetic biology and, and tissue engineering. I think an area that will maybe be more subtle but more kind of uh, pervasive over time that, that really excites me is as we look to the power of digital and recognition that our digital footprint as humans uh, spanning the sensors and wearables that we wear, spanning our online interactions, our um, you know our purchasing habits, uh, you know everything that, that that we create, be it cameras watching us, you know in in uh, in our towns and cities. I think we'll get to a point where the kind of within a healthcare world that's powered by value and with the kind of coming in of, you know, big tech and corporations and uh, kind of motivation to capture value in the healthcare system towards prevention and taking out costs, I can really see a future where we are, you know, kind of incentivized to be healthy and that healthier decision-making and healthier choices uh, are become the norm. And I, I think, you know, that will be powered in some ways by the technologies and the expertise that a lot of uh, successful companies have achieved, be it your Facebooks, your Amazons, your Googles, in advertising uh, and and their motivation to, you know, drive behavior change uh, through, um, through through their online presence. I think in a, in a world where there is this digital makeup um, and it's so pervasive, 
and in a world of value where people are you know can be incentivized the evidence can exist to show that uh, intervention can result in prevention which can result in in cost improvement i can see an exciting world where you know where where, where healthy healthy choices become the norm uh, maybe that's a terrifying world uh, in the same in the same sense but i, I think uh, you know there's an opportunity to do that right and to align stakeholders in a value-based world to to support it. So I'm, I'm excited about the, the tools and solutions that might power that future um, and, and investing in those uh, going forward. I love it. I love it. No, super, super exciting, super, super fascinating future ahead of us. So thank you for that illustration. Uh, you know, pretty powerful times that we're in right now. Um, I guess, uh, you know, before I ask my last question, what is a good way for our listeners to find you online or engage with you if they would like to do so? Oh, absolutely. So um, LinkedIn, uh, feel free to reach out, um, send me a message. Uh, Twitter, Oliver Keown, MD, there. Um, reach out, um, you know, G Ventures emails on, on the website. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're probably the best ways to, to reach out. Thanks, Oliver. My last question is more personal, not too personal, but <laughs> you're in health, right? You've been studying health for a while. Um, you probably have an interesting well-being habit or ritual or routine that really works for you on a weekly or daily basis. What is something that really keeps your engine going and really works for you these days? Yeah, so for, for me, um, running running and food are like two of my biggest passions. Um, I actually, I find that if I don't do exercise or I don't do running, my head, you know, kind of my brain and concentration all fogs up. So running mm-hmm. and, and, and then keeping active and, and food. And for me, food is, you know, it's well-being, but it's social and it's fun. And I, I love hosting dinner parties and, and having friends around, uh, sharing, you know, uh, good times around food and, and cooking and hosting. So they're probably two on the social well-being and on the, uh, the kind of physical well-being that I, uh, I'm passionate about. I love it. I love it. Now, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Um, Oliver, this was great to have you on the show. Really appreciate it. I'd love to have you back. We keep on a variety of different topics that we discussed. Um, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Oliver, again, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. Delighted. I look forward to, to continuing the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here, Oliver. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.